Welcome to the Empowerment Radio Show, the show that empowers, inspires, and motivates. Hear from experts in all areas of business as they share proven techniques that have helped them earn millions and have more free time. Learn the tricks of the trade, including how to market your business and develop the million-dollar mindset needed to succeed. Be sure to register for more information at torontowomensexpo.com. Use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering women to succeed. Now, let's welcome the host of the Empowerment Radio Show, Randy Goodman. Hello everyone, this is Randy here with the Empowerment Radio Show, and I have an incredible guest today, Natalie Marnica. She is a certified yoga therapist, and I can't wait to hear what she has to say. Uh, please help me give a warm welcome to my podcast guest, Natalie. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you. Thank for you. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great, and I'm excited uh, to have a dialogue about um, yoga therapy and what it is that I do. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to hear about it. But before we hear about it, can you please tell us a little bit about your upbringing so we get to know you a little bit? Sure. Um, my upbringing. I was raised in Toronto, so I've been in the city my whole life. And um, I guess the regular. I've had two parents that were together. I um, lived with my family, so I have a big family. Five aunts on my dad's side, three aunts <laughs> on my mom's. And uh, I was kind of raised by a community of people, which uh, was great uh, because if I had been left just to be raised by my parents, I probably would have been a very different person today. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it, it wasn't uh, any fault of them, but I came from a highly stressed household. Okay. So my first memories were uh, stressful. I remember just being around it all the time. I didn't really usually know what was happening. I just knew that there was constant state of um, uncertainty when I was growing up. And um, a lot of that has shaped uh, the work that I do now. And it's made me a very strong individual. Okay. So uh, <laughs> it was a blessing in disguise. Awesome. Okay. You lived in a stressful home but you had a wonderful village of people helping to raise you. So we always say it takes a village to raise uh, anybody anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're very lucky to have that, which is awesome. But so what did you study in school? What did you, like, what were some of the, your interests when you were growing up? School and me didn't really get along <laughs> when I was growing up. I actually... Um, spent most of my years being uh, bullied. So from my earliest childhood memories, I was ridiculed. So I remember in the first grade, uh, a girl pushing me up against the wall at recess and saying, is there paint on your teeth or something like that to me? And I remember my heart like racing and a pump out of my chest because I didn't know what to do with these three bigger girls standing over me. And that was the kind of first time I was introduced to um, bullying in that kind of environment. And that stuck with me pretty much until I uh, was in high school, even throughout my high school year. So 
Uh, I was ridiculed for not really being attractive, and I struggled a lot. I grew up with boys, so I was very rambunctious and fiery, and I would wrestle, and I would fight, and I would get in trouble, and I was always probably in the principal's office, and my dad uh, was really, um, my dad was really good to me about it, actually. He would always say, listen to what they have to say, keep your own opinion, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, you have to, you have to just let it go. You have mm-hmm. to let it go if you don't fit into this box and you don't fit in to the norm. Um, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It's something wrong with them. So um, that kind of hindered my uh, relationship to schooling, to work. I never really did my homework as kind of a rebellious child. <laughs> I was uh, kind of a, a rebellious child, and I struggled a lot. In school, just because of the fact that I was always stressed out, I was always fearful. So I really couldn't focus on my work or whatnot. And I was in a school response that was stressful for me. And then I came home, which was stressful for me. So I usually just checked out. I watched a lot of TV. Um, I did a lot of fighting and uh, playing around with my brothers. And, yeah, it was a long time trying to get out of that stressful and fighting and survival mentality for me. It definitely played in a lot to who I became as an adult. Okay. Awesome. Well, I love how you're very aware of that, right? And the effects of that on your on your life, basically. So what led you to where you are today? What did you study in school? What transpired in there? Around 20 years old, I was kind of wandering around aimlessly in life. I had three jobs. I was working construction with my boyfriend at the time, part-time. I was working with my dad's company, and I was babysitting. So I really didn't have a direction, and I was going from one job to another one day, and I was hit by a car. I was in my car, and uh, a woman rear-ended me, and my car flew into the intersection, and it was totaled. And... um, from that moment on, like everything in my life changed because I could no longer work. I spent a year uh, not working, not doing anything. Um, at the same time, my uh, mother was diagnosed with um, a brain disorder, and um, we had a lot of adjustments in, in my home life. And I wasn't getting any better. So I did the physio, I did massage, I was still in chronic pain. Uh, I couldn't carry groceries. I couldn't. I couldn't do anything that like a normal person would do at 20 years old, 21. Okay. So um, my aunt ended up asking me if I wanted to try yoga with her. And at this point, I was going to try anything. I was just. I need something to fix this. I can't. I can't go on in this broken down vehicle. That's my body. So I went to hot yoga with my aunt, and I think about six weeks later, I carried on doing it, and I started to notice like a drastic improvement in my health, and in a very short period of time, and I knew that there was something to it, so I started to pursue it. I practiced every day. I still wasn't able to work. I wasn't able to uh, go back, so all I could do was really practice yoga and study yoga, so I went to school. I did my first training. And then I opened up Sacred Mountain Yoga, which is my company now, and I've been teaching uh, group and uh, private yoga classes ever since. And I recently, most recently, became a yoga therapist. 
So I get to work um, with one-on-ones uh, more often dealing with different ailments, diseases, um, and pain disorders. So that's pretty much how my introduction to yoga was from just at a place of immense suffering. Wow. Wow. That's uh, quite an introduction to <laughs> I know being passionate about. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. It's what it really is what drives me. Um, because I understand from multi levels of what what causes a human being to suffer. And it started for me at a very early age and um there was a lot around the accident when that happened and I started to feel all of the emotional stress that I maybe didn't wasn't able to deal with when I was a child and when I was a teenager. And so in practicing something like yoga, which is very it's very personal, it's very intimate and it and it gets you to reveal all these parts of yourself that you didn't really know were there, you weren't in touch with, for one, one reason, should say, for one reason or another, we tend to uh, dampen things or block them so that we can cope with situations. And then when we start to meet them, even through physical postures, which we call asanas, it starts to open up some space to really be able to deal with it. So uh, for me, yoga is a blessing, and I'm just honored that I get to be able to share that with other people. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I love that. I'm not happy about the way that it had to come into your life. But <laughs> I'm glad that you found something that you're so passionate about. That's for sure. So tell us a little bit about your business, the way, the one you run today. Okay. So I teach private and group therapeutic yoga classes. And my focus really is in um, chronic pain conditions. So what I work mostly with is chronic pain. Um, but that doesn't eliminate, I work with a whole other slew. But the most um, experience I have, which is personal experience, as well as practical experience, is with chronic pain. And chronic pain is tricky because um, it's now being recognized as a nervous system uh, disease. So it's invisible. People don't see pain. They just feel it. And it's it's very subjective from one person to the other. So what I do is I work with individuals uh, one-on-one and offer them uh, tools, so different uh, yogic practices, to help them alleviate whatever they're struggling with in their life. So it acts as a, a tool for empowerment, that people are able to take these practices home with them, implement them into their daily life, and then the results of that, whether that's improved sleep or uh, increased mood, because typically uh, chronic pain goes hand in hand with depression. And uh, it gets very serious for people because their quality of life really plummets and their relationship starts to uh, break away. So every, all their normal, all the normalcy that they knew before the pain is now gone and they're living in this very narrow world of suffering. And most of the time, they actually don't see a way out of it. Right. So I'm very happy to be able to offer them uh, things that have helped me personally and things that I've studied that help other people. So whether it's breathing techniques or certain postures um, in the morning time, uh, oil treatments to loosen up the joints, to get uh, blood flow moving, whatever it is, um, all the practices are tailored for that individual. 
Wow, I love that. That's phenomenal. I know there's a lot of people out there listening right now who could use this help. I know I'm one of them. So, um, <laughs> you know, if you're out there and <laughs> you're in pain for something or other, yeah, that's Natalie's specialty. So definitely get in touch with her later on her website. What would you say are the most challenging issues that people face in your industry? Like, what do you find with your clients? What would be the most challenging issues you find them facing? Um, the most challenging issues um, is getting, once they come in the door, so once they recognize that there is a problem, Okay, so that's the only place that you can start anything from was when you recognize there's something that's not working in their life. And then they say, what else, what can I do? That's the first step they have to take. But the challenge around it is their belief system. So a lot of uh, what's holding them back from their healing are these programs that have been running in their mind these different beliefs, whether it's that they're not good enough or life is hard or uh, I'm not enough or I somehow deserve this pain or I, whatever it is for them. So somebody listening to this might think, okay, so I have this program that's running in my head. But to actually um, meet that programming because that's the part of the mind that inhibits the healing process because the practices that I offer are very simple. They're basically breathe and move. And the hard part is getting getting through that barrier, which we in you know in yoga and other uh, philosophies are called the egoic mind, is mm-hmm. getting through that um, because that's what hinders it. Or and and it comes up in different ways. It's not always uh, very noticeable. Sometimes it comes in the form of uh, fatigue, chronic fatigue, or I'm too tired to practice. Uh, I'm too busy to practice or, um, you know, I could be doing this, I could be doing that. And it's very tricky um, to get the routines in when there's been such um, a long history in most cases of this negative reinforcement pattern. So that's typically what stops most people from doing anything in their life is their mindset and their ability to uh, recognize what needs to change in order for that healing to take place. Right, right, absolutely. And so thank you for that. Thank you, because uh, sometimes people don't even realize that's what they're doing, right? Well, because it's habits. We're all uh, we're all just these walking uh, people who are creatures of habit. We brush our teeth every day out of habitual routine. We never have to remember how to do that again. So in the same way, there's those positive habits that we don't have to learn how to walk every day. There's also habits that we've picked up that are not so beneficial to our lives, and they still keep running because we haven't had the tools yet to actually interrupt that process and change the way that the brain functions. So it's, um, it's, it's very intricate um, in terms of the person, but the practices are very simple. They're very simple. And we keep them simple so that they're accessible to everybody. The biggest misconception that um, I get from people, to be honest, the challenge is that when I say um, yoga therapy, most people that um, say that they're not physically fit or they don't have a relationship to yoga, they've seen it on TV as this contortionistic, uh, beautiful people right. bending in bathing suits, right? So that 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 word 
now comes with a stigma and that scares some people away. And it's really my job to re-educate them on what yoga is. And that is a holistic approach to healing. And in yoga therapy more so, we tailor the practices for that individual. So it's, it meets you where you are. You don't have to bend in a way to meet that posture. The posture will bend to meet you. Mm-hmm. So it's the most accessible way to practice and it's the most empowering way to practice because it's a way that you take responsibility by by implementing what you're given as tools and then using them for yourself and experimenting this worked this didn't work and that's what the process is it's we work together and we build a relationship and a rapport so that you have somebody that's listening to you with non-judgmental awareness Mm-hmm. I can really hold a space for you that's not a family member who's stressed and it's not a partner who may not understand or you may have an issue with or a friend that's tired of hearing about how depressed and how sad and whatever you are. You have a neutral person whose goal it is is to help you facilitate your healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it creates a lot of space for people to be able to start that process for themselves. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so... You had mentioned um, that their challenging issues are really their mindset is the biggest one that you find. So what kind of help would you suggest people take with that? So maybe they're aware, uh, you know, more conscious people will be aware that they actually have this issue. They don't necessarily take action on it, but... Mm-hmm. They they may they may be aware. I know I'm my my worst enemy. So <laughs> what would you say to them to like how how would you help them or how would you tell them to help themselves when they're actually aware? They're not taking action, but they're aware. Okay. So what I would say if they're aware, I would say how bad does it hurt? So how bad does your current reality hurt that you're actually willing to take a step in a different direction into something that's unknown? Because oftentimes if it doesn't hurt bad enough, we just, we just suffer it. Right. Right. So, um, the, the student has to be ready and they have to be very sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> and that's when, and that's when the transformation can happen. Until that point, it's just, an unpleasant reality that's that's unknown, that's known, I should say, and it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And nothing good happens in your comfort zone <laughs> in terms of spiritual oh, growth. Yeah. So so when they when it becomes uncomfortable enough that they feel like now today. Right now, I'm going to either make a phone call, I'm going to book in to see Natalie Marnica for a 15-minute consultation, whatever it is. Uh, When they decide that this is the moment that they're actually going to say no more, I'm Mm -hmm. going to do something, whatever is in my power, I'm going to find the necessary people, the necessary situations to improve my life is when Mm -hmm. it happens. So I would just pose a question to them and say, how bad does it hurt? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And are you ready? Are you really ready to start to say, I'm going to take responsibility for how my life is playing out right now, regardless of what happened to me? Because life will always happen to you, and you're never going to feel like it. One thing I've learned and is that I'm never going to feel like practicing every day. 
I have to practice every day. So I know the difference in a body that has been ridden with chronic pain, with a nervous system that is very sensitive to different temperatures and different environments. I'm sensitive to different thoughts will start to impact my body. I know that every day I wake up and I have to meet myself. I have to take care of what I have to so that I can serve other people. That knowing didn't just show up. You know, it was something that I had to cultivate in order to get through the hardships and get through so that I could be out of that space. I could be out of the depressive state and I can actually see with more clarity what the world is around me, if that makes any sense to you and whoever's listening. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you. Thank you for that. So what kind of results, and I know you told us a little bit, but what kind of results can people expect when they go through the process with you? Like what, to give us an idea of what it looks like, because you mentioned it's a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? And then what kind of results would you expect to get from that? Okay, perfect. So I'm glad that you actually asked me because it's actually very different. And, um, so when somebody is, when we're working uh, at the yoga therapist is one-on-one, so the, the consultation process is um, as follows. So I would meet with you for about a 90-minute session. Sometimes it goes a little bit longer, and we do an entire case history. So I take all of your information, your background, your family medical, your current health concerns, do a physical examination, and I'll ask you a series of questions that are all related to your diet, your lifestyle, Um, your work, how much time you have to practice. And in that first session, all the information gets taken. And then a first practice is given to the individual. So it's written down and it's drawn out. So very specific instructions. And it's all based on what that specific individual um, can fit into their life. So people don't have to have an hour and a half to practice a day. If they tell me I have... 10 minutes before I have to pack the kids in the car or this and that, or I have 10 minutes at nighttime before I go to sleep, then I work a practice for that time for that person. So the yoga therapy model um, is that we teach people and not poses. So the disease is not what I'm treating. I'm treating the individual who happens to have X, Y, and Z, whether that's chronic pain, diabetes, high blood pressure, whatever. That's the secondary focus. The first focus is who is this person? What is their lifestyle like? How many children do they have? Are they single? Are they married? What is their internal environment like? And where are they going to practice? And how can we help facilitate in their existing structure a way that they can find healing so it's not overwhelming and it's very accessible? Okay, awesome. Awesome. And... And, you know, I feel your passion when you're talking. So tell me, and and I think you probably already did, but maybe there's more to it. What makes you so passionate about sharing this information with people? Well, I've come from suffering. So it's oftentimes, um, I used to say to people jokingly, like, all life is suffering. You know, and that's actually the the Buddhism and uh, the yogic uh, philosophy states this. You know, like these these practices were created to address suffering, and so that's what I've spent most of my life doing. Mm-hmm. And so, when the first time that I felt alleviated from that suffering, 
I was so empowered, like I was so passionate about this can help so many people that are not only like me, but may have worse situations than I do and may be struggling. And that type of inside, it kind of, I feel like my heart is burning. <laughs> That's what it feels like when I'm able to share what I've learned and my experiences and offer to someone else and I see the benefit in their life. That is what it makes everything I've ever been through worth it. And I say this a lot to the people that are around me, but um, if I can make every painful situation that I've gone through into something positive, then it was worth bearing. Like, I, I'm okay, I'll take that. Life wants to throw me something else. I'll go through that too, and I'll share that again. So that's kind of the way I've learned to work my life, which was really from a victim of, you know, being bullied and this happened to me and I couldn't do this and all the um, excess things that come out to saying, I'm an individual, I'm a human being, I am multi-layered, I am not just my body, I am my spirit, I am my emotions, I am my mind and my intellect and my deeper knowing, and I'm going to serve the world so that they can suffer less. In that way, I feel like I, I give it purpose. So... People inherently, you know, some people think that there's a purpose to life. Some people inherently wander around and not. I gave my life purpose. I said, this is what I'm going to do, no matter how hard it is, because it makes a fire in my heart. <laughs> so that may sound really cheesy to whoever's listening to it, but um, I assure you, it's exactly why I do what I do. It's why I get up every day and I meet myself on my mat. It's why every time my body breaks and I go into spasm and I can't move for a week that I keep my practice and I keep teaching because that, um, that is my purpose. So if I can help anybody else, um, either discover that for themselves or move through something that's uh, been a challenge for them, then I am very happy to do it. Okay, awesome. I love that. I love that. And it definitely shows Natalie, so thank you. <laughs> and uh, so for my final question, what would you tell people about trying to get into the industry that you're in? Is it difficult? Are there any tricks to the trade? Any secrets that you want to tell us? For like new teachers, yeah? Is that the question? Sorry? For new teachers, is that what you're asking? So how do people get into the industry of yoga and the challenges of that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I would say it's, it's, it's a booming industry in terms of if you're going into a regular 200-hour teacher training, and that's usually what people are doing, that's like the level one considered, uh, oftentimes it's difficult to navigate because um, – People tend to want to get into a studio and make money that way. And if you're doing it for, if you're doing it for your life or type of your career, make sure that you 150% are dedicated to what you're doing. Otherwise, um, it's actually not worth it. <laughs> you know, a lot of the teachers that I know, a lot of uh, my colleagues, um, they're struggling. And they love what they do, but it's a, it's actually a hard industry to break. There's a very big divisions and, um, unless you're these, um, top teachers around the world being traveling teaching, you often just get, you don't, um, you don't get paid very much for what you do. And, and most people do it as like a labor of love. Um, that being said, there is a way that you can make it work for yourself. Find what you're very good at 
and cultivate it. And then present yourself to the world with your heart and with also a sense of what you hope to accomplish. So if you want to work with a certain population of people, start to um, niche yourself to that market and learn everything about that market, whatever that has to offer for you. So if there's someone else who's doing something that you want to do, follow that person. <laughs> you know, See how they got to where they're getting and find a mentor. Find somebody that can take you to the next level, even if it's just they're a page ahead of you. Hang out with them, study them, um, ask them for help or create relationships. I found uh, what was most helpful for me is I've always had a mentor. And my mentors always have kind of shifted and changed. And they change as I change, just as my yoga practices change as I change. And that's the way the world works. As you change, you're going to need different things. So keep finding that place and don't be afraid to ask um, for what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that's also a thing, and it's a lot of females getting into this, and it's predominantly, uh, I wouldn't say predominantly women, there are uh, males, and my, some of my first teacher were men, but you can see the majority of teacher trainings, there's like 95% females and a small percentage of males. Right. So right. it's like, it's now it's becoming a more of a women-dominated industry, so um, learn from the people who have inspired you. And really start to model that. And if you're going to teach something like yoga and you're trying to make it a sustainable business for yourself, live what you're teaching. It's not separate from you. It's not a job. It's, it's, it's your life's work. So if it's not that, you know, maybe do it part-time and focus on something else. But if it is that and you're listening to this, um, really just make sure it's what you want to do. Find yourself a mentor. Get a business coach. Um, Randy's great. She's helped me a lot. And there's so many people that um, are actually willing to help women in business right now, conscious entrepreneurs. And um, I know that through the um, Empowering Women to Succeed, um, things that Randy does, she's got an entire network of wonderful women that you know are all potential mentors. Thank you. You're so amazing. You're beautiful. You didn't have to plug me, but that's very sweet of you. I love you. Yeah, too. no, I didn't. And, you know, like, I don't ever feel that. I just would like to actually say that. Like, I've been working with Jenny McKegg as my writing coach. Randy is one of my uh, new mentors. Um, <clears throat> Gordon So, he's not a female, but he is fantastic. And uh, really, who you hang out with starts to become who you are. So if you're hanging out with these very positive, very inspiring human beings who are actually all trying to elevate themselves, you are going to take some of that energy and elevate that um, and, and bring that into your life. And if you're hanging out with people um, that are not doing that, you know, and that are very uh, uh, depressed or think of life as this very uh, bleak place, that's going to be mirrored in your life too. So one thing I've learned as just a human being is who you surround yourself with actually starts to shape you. And so it's very important who you spend time with. And I have a very select group of people that I spend uh, my intimate time with, and they're fantastic. Well, that's that's fantastic, and I'm honored to have been named in there. So thank you. <laughs> Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, and you're an absolutely wonderful woman yourself. And the fact that you're so passionate about helping people and getting the message out, and you're right. And I absolutely love the uh, the tips that you're telling people because 
it's so true. It's it's like a cut business, and you know people can make very little money in the industry, or they can be very successful if they do it the right way. And you're absolutely right. No successful person does anything alone, right? They always have a great, incredible team of people around them, supporting them and helping them. So I absolutely love that you are giving all these great nuggets of info and thank you for sharing that because a lot of people may not want to share that information and really truly help others. So Natalie, it really shows your integrity and your passion and your love for helping people and the fact that you are open, you're you're totally willing to share this information with people and and really truly help them. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for having me. It's just, it was an honor and it's a pleasure. And the more people I reach, the happier I am, even if it's just somebody listening to this and being inspired to just take control of their life. Well, thank that, you. That, that'll be like a heartwarming moment for me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So thank you so much for being my guest on this podcast. It was incredible to speak with you and to hear all about your journey. And I know that people want to get in touch with you. So can you tell them and also spell it what website they can find you at? Sure. So you can find me at www.smyogaonline.com. And I actually offer 15-minute free consults via phone or Skype for anybody who's thinking of working with me or wants to learn more about how yoga therapy can benefit them. Feel free to contact me. I teach private and group classes around the greater Toronto area, and I also do corporate wellness. So if you're working for a company that you want to bring in some mindful-based stress reduction and some more vitality into the workplace, you're welcome to contact me through the website. And again, it's www.smyogaonline.com. Awesome. That's amazing. So thank you again, Natalie, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Randy. Thank you. And for everybody out there listening to this podcast, thank you so much for being here. I hope you learned a lot because I know I did, and I'm definitely booking my appointment with Natalie. And please remember to subscribe, share, and write a positive review. Thank you so much. Namaste. Thank you for listening to the Empowerment Radio Show. Want more empowerment from Randy Goodman? Stay up to date and follow Randy on Twitter at Randy Connects. That's Randy with an I. Remember to use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering Women to Succeed. Or visit TorontoWomensExpo.com. Thank you.